0: North Shore Church audio podcast. To find out more information about North Shore Church, please visit us at mynsag.com. We hope you enjoy today's message. But uh, I just am excited to conclude our unshakable series. And this whole series called Unshakable is taken from Hebrews chapter 12, where God says uh, He's going to shake heaven and earth so that only the things that are unshakable re- will remain. And then the very next verse after this, it kind of concludes in verse 28 and 29. And this is what our scripture is for the day. In Hebrews 12, 28 and 29, since we're receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful. Say it with me. Say, be thankful. Another version says, let us show gratitude and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe for our God is a devouring fire. And so a few weeks ago, Pastor Chris talked about an unshakable kingdom versus a shakable kingdom. And so many times we have a uh, a temporary mentality, and those things that are shakable are temporary. They'll pass away. But things that are unshakable are eternal, and they will never pass away. And he kind of just goes back and forth between uh, the shakable versus the unshakable. And this whole thought, it comes to a conclusion With these two verses. And so I just thought it was fitting that our series comes to a conclusion with these two verses as well. Because after he talks about what's shakable and what's unshakable, he concludes it all with with saying, So, you know what? Since we've received a kingdom that's unshakable, since you and I get to inherit this kingdom that maybe we don't deserve, but he's given to us anyway, right? Um, Let us be thankful and worship God. Those are kind of the two action points he gives us. So, be thankful and worship God. Uh, as a result of inheriting this. So on Thanksgiving weekend, I just thought it would only be right to talk about an unshakable gratitude. Unshakable gratitude. When he talks about an unshakable kingdom, he says, be thankful. It's right there in his word. And I don't think it's, it's by accident. I think there's a reason that it's there as well. So we're just gonna take a journey through scripture and look at what it takes to have an unshakable gratitude in our lives. Uh, but before we go there, I just wanna talk about the weekend because Thanksgiving weekend is an interesting weekend to me. Uh, I think it's ironic that on the one day of the year that's set aside to give thanks and to be thankful for the people, the relationships, and uh, the things that we have is also the same day where we have this new national crazy holiday called Black Friday. You know what I mean? Like it's not even on Friday anymore. And we can call it Black Hole Friday because the deals just suck you in. Like, you can't escape these deals. They are so good. And it's not even on Friday. It's on Thursday. It's actually on Thanksgiving Day. So the very day that we are thankful, thank you, Lord, for all that you've given us. Now let me go and buy these great deals on Black Friday. You know, I just think it's ironic uh, that it works that way. And um, so let's just be honest, a moment of honesty with the church. Is that okay? Who bought something this weekend? Anybody buy anything this weekend? Oh, come on, you got sucked in by the black hole Friday right there. I did too, by the way. So um, I, I just can't pass it up. And so, not that I need anything. Me and my wife, we were just at, at Walmart on Friday and we're kind of strolling, like, hey, let's see what kind of deals we got around here. And I see this box that said, uh, you know, $10 earphones while supplies last. And I'm like, babe, there's only about three left. This deal's about to go away when the, when the supplies go away. You know what I mean? Wild supplies, that caught me. That, like, sucked me in. I'm like, I need some headphones. <laughs> I don't need headphones. I got five pair of headphones at home that I don't ever use. But I need these headphones. These headphones look awesome. I want these headphones. So I grabbed myself some new headphones. You know what I mean? I don't need that stuff. But it sucked me in. It got me. And a little while later, I made another impulse buy, and I'm like, babe, look at this. This recliner is 60% off. 60% while supplies last, of course. Babe, this thing will massage my back. You know I got kind of a bad back, girl, and I could sure use a nice new lounger. So, so she's like, well, if you want that to be your Christmas gift, I'll get you that. Oh, Yes, I do while, while supplies last. 60% off, come on. Like I love good deals. You know what I mean? So I get that thing, and I take it to my house, and we unbox it and put it up. And I have nowhere in my house to even put this thing. I don't have any space for another chair, and so I kind of put it up somewhere, like right in the middle of the room. I'm like, okay, this is this is kind of nice. As I'm looking around, I'm like, I don't have space upstairs. I don't have space downstairs. What am I gonna do with this thing? So I'm talking with my wife. I'm like, babe, was that was that an impulse buy? She's like, yeah, you know, it might have been. And like, I started feeling convicted. Then I'm like, oh lord, let's let's take it back. So I bought this big thing. I took it back Friday, and I was just convicted. Like, oh god, I'm sorry. I didn't really need that. I just got sucked into the black hole that is Black Friday. You know what I mean? But it's just ironic that those two things are so closely related, a day of giving thanks, but yet a day of getting stuff. And I think that uh, that might be just a little bit off. And you want to see crazy Black Fridays? Go to a city on Black Friday. Um, I was in Oklahoma City for about six years, and there were some of the craziest Black Fridays that I've ever seen. One time, me and my wife, we wanted to get a TV, and so we show up a few hours after these fri- these sales start. It was on Thanksgiving Day, so, uh, you know, we fell victim to that, but we showed up. The line was still around the corner uh, outside, so we had to wait outside. Finally, we got up to the front of the line. Three people exit. That meant three of us got to go in, so we go inside, and as soon as we get inside, we look around And there was not just a line from the front to the back. It was from the front to the back all the way around the edge of every part of the store and then wrapped back around the other way. Like it was wrapped around the store two times inside there. And we look and we're like, "Uh, is this going to be worth it? Nope. <laughs> let's go. You know, let's go to the next stop. And so we go over over to Walmart, which has great deals. Like, we love Walmart. We're in Walmart all the time. And But we showed up there, and it was so packed that as soon as you walked in, that whole, like, front aisle in front of all the cashiers was packed, packed, packed full of people yelling at each other, getting angry with each other. That was my spot in line. And, like, I can't do anything except get out my cell phone and be like, whoa, this is awesome. Look at these people going crazy. These people have lost their mind. Like, the workers didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. But I was just like, this is unbelievable. Let's get out of here now, Kayla, you know. But I will never forget just how crazy and frazzled that can be. And uh, I just think it's crazy that that the day of being thankful and grateful is a very day that we look to find stuff that many times we don't even need. And I'm all about deals, and I love deals, and I, I just admitted that I got some stuff this weekend but I just think find it ironic that these things are back to back. And I don't know about you, but when I think of my happy place, when I think of those moments in my life that bring me joy, I don't think of those times getting packed in with the crowd fighting over, uh, over something or stuff that I may or may not need in my life. When I was there in Walmart and uh, there in uh, that Black Friday, I wasn't giving much thanks in that moment. You know what I'm saying? It was hard to be thankful. And I think there's a reason why. I think maybe there's a truth that we can gather from this fact that these are so closely related uh, because joy doesn't come through accumulation but through appreciation. It doesn't come through accumulating more stuff but through being grateful for what you have. So, guys, next year for Black Friday, here's what we're going to do. Um, when Thanksgiving rolls around, instead of getting out the, the newspapers and magazines and circling, uh, letting our wives circle the stuff that, that they want, that don't have, let's start taking pictures of our stuff that we do have. Right? Take a picture of Oliver's shoes, Take a picture of her dresses, her cars, present her with this book on Thanksgiving Day, like, here you go, babe. Circle it and be thankful, (laughs) you know, because you got it. This is all the stuff that you got. And so instead of, you know, like, that would probably bring more joy than circling all this stuff that we may not need. Um, But gratitude is a powerful and central part of Christianity And just like anything, I think there are different levels and different kinds of gratitude that we can have in our lives and display in our lives and that God has for us. So today, let's look through some of these prime portions of Scripture and talk about how we can have an unshakable gratitude. Not just a little gratitude, not just be a little bit thankful, but to have an unshakable gratitude. And we're going to start in Deuteronomy chapter 8. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, this is Moses talking to the Israelites. And the Israelites had been wandering through the deserts for years and years, but there's a land that God has promised them, and they're about to finally go into this promised land. It's an awesome land, and you're going to hear about it in just a moment. But when Moses is talking to him, he says, listen, when you guys enter and when you guys get this promised land, I have a warning that goes with this as well. And so I want to talk about kind of this promise, all these things that they get to receive, but also the warning on the other side of the promise as well. So here it is in verse 7 through 18. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks and streams and deep springs uh, gushing out of the valleys and hills, a land with wheat thins and barley. I'm gonna put my modern day twist on it. Is that all right? So uh, red vines and fig newtons. Come on, who's got some fig new? Who grew up on some fig newtons in the house? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, bunches of oats. Praise the Lord. A land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks and iron uh, are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. So he's telling the Israelites, you're about to go here. It's going to be a good land. It's going to be incredible. But watch out. There's a warning that comes with it. Verse 10, when you have eaten and you are satisfied... When you've thrown down that Thanksgiving meal and there is no more room for anything else, you, uh, you know the feeling. Praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Praise him. Praise him for, for, for the land he's given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws and his decrees I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and you're satisfied, when you build your fine houses and settle down, when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increases and all you have is multiplied because of the Black Friday deals, uh, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And you may say to yourself, my power and, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God. He's telling them again, don't forget God. Don't forget God. Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant which he swore to you, your ancestors, as as it is today. And later on he goes on to say if you don't, if you do forget God, then basically all this is going to be taken from you and you're going to be you're going to go into captivity, which is eventually what happened to the Israelites. Um, but he's basically telling them, he's basically explaining to them in very simple terms, listen, when you've eaten, when you've gotten, been satisfied, when you go into this awesome land, don't forget God. Don't forget to praise God. Don't forget to thank God for the food. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's funny on Thanksgiving meal. Um, we sit down and we stuff ourselves and we stuff and we go back for another plate. And I, like, we are stuffed at the end of a Thanksgiving meal. And I think it's funny because there's always, like, the grandma or the mom who looks around the table and says, well, who's ready for some pie? You know what I mean? And this year, I just told him, I was like, listen, if I, if I still have room for pie after that meal, I'm not doing my job. There is no more room for any pie in this belly. Give me a few hours. You know what I mean? But we're eaten and we're satisfied like, oh, no, I don't even want any more stuff. I don't even want anything else. So God is telling them, listen, when you kind of get to this place of satisfaction because you're going to enjoy some of these gifts and blessings that I have for you, just don't forget me. Just don't forget to thank God. Just don't forget to praise God in the middle of it. Uh, And so what he's telling them, what he's telling the Israelites, be careful Because God's gift alone won't bring you joy. That's what he's telling them. See, accumulation isn't the key to joy. Appreciation is. So he's saying be careful because when you get all this stuff, if you're not careful, you're going to forget about me and just become prideful. Because uh, the truth is God's gifts can only bring you joy when they're joined together with gratitude. See, God's gifts alone don't bring you joy. But when they're joined together with gratitude, when it's joined together with, wow, thank you, God. Thank you for providing this food. Thank you for giving us this land. Thank you for this home. Thank you for these finances. Lord, thank you. And that's where joy takes place. Pastor Chris, a while ago, uh, had a quote, and it stuck with me, and he said, it's impossible to be thankful and anxious at the same time. And we live in a world, people are anxious and stressed out all the time. What if we tried to be thankful in those moments instead? What if when we're stressed out and we're anxious, ah? what if we just stop and take a moment and just thank God? In that moment, Because it's impossible, I believe it's true, it's impossible to be thankful and anxious at the same time. So maybe what we need isn't the next level of accomplishment. We don't need the next level of accumulation. Maybe we need the next level of appreciation for what God has given. See, if you grow in gifts but not in gratitude, you're never going to appreciate it. You're never going to appreciate it. And uh, this is so true when you look around the world. Have you ever noticed that the joyful people aren't necessarily the ones who have the most stuff? but the ones who can make the most of what they do have. Have you noticed that before? As a a pastor and a youth pastor, I've taken multiple missions trips and gone to some foreign countries. And I'll never forget a mission trip I went to, uh, to Jamaica, took some students to uh, Jamaica. And we would travel around from village to village and put on some like plays and preached and did some rallies for kids. And it was just an awesome, awesome experience. If you've never been on a missions trip, They will change your life. But I'll never forget this strange moment I I had with a student. As We were coming back. We were flying back to the U.S., and this student was just breaking down crying. And he's like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. We went to these villages where these kids have absolutely nothing, yet I feel like they're living with a joy that I don't have. This kid was riding with his Jordans, with his iPhone, his game pad in his hands. He's like, I just don't get it. How are they so happy? How do they seem like they're happier with their life than I am with where I'm at? I was like, you know what? Maybe that's because happiness isn't tied to the stuff we have. Maybe it's not tied to our stuff. It's not about accumulation, but it's appreciation. And so I want you to know no matter where you're at today, you are one practice away from the next level. From the next level. God has another level for you and you are one practice away from it. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, I heard a preacher recently talk about a book called The Gifts of Imperfe- Imperfection. And he said there was a whole chapter on gratitude and being thankful. And uh, he, he said that the author said there's one keyword. That I've learned as I studied this and as I, I gathered all this research and information on gratitude and being thankful, there's one keyword that has to go with gratitude uh, to make it successful, that has to go beside gratitude. That one keyword that she came up with was this: practice, practice, practice gratitude, practice gratitude. Hebrews 12 said the same thing a long lot. Longer ago, when it said, uh, "Since you received a kingdom that's unshakable, let us show gratitude. Let us practice gratitude." It's saying, "Don't just think about it. Don't just think it in your head. Don't just wish it." Man, I wish they wish them best of luck. I wish them. It says, "Actually, show it. Show gratitude. Speak it. Say it out. Be grateful." And if it's kind of hard because um, there's nothing natural about gratitude. Like we're not naturally inclined to show gratitude. Uh, if you think we are, then you've never tried to feed a two-year-old. All right? You sit down, you you put down this food right in front of that two-year-old. Their natural inclination isn't to look at this food and say, wow, mom, you sure worked hard all day long. Wow, you worked, man, you, you worked hard on these green beans and these peas, so I'm just gonna eat all these right up. Thank you, thank you, mommy, so much, you're so awesome. That never happens, right? Our natural inclination, their natural inclination is to take the green beans and throw them against the window, feed them to the dog on the floor, right? When you put spaghetti in front of them, it's like, wow, this really mashes well in my hair, you know? That's their natural inclination. In fact, my son, MJ, he's three now, um, I, I, we had gave him like chicken nuggets one time, and he's eating his chicken nuggets, and he has this inclination to put his food in his milk, right? We're using open cups now, so he just drops it in his milk. So finally, I'm like, I'm going to teach this boy a lesson. MJ, Take your chicken nugget out of your milk and eat it. He's like, oh, Dad, no, I don't want to do it. And so finally he took his chicken nugget out. Of it. I'm like, yep, you're going to learn, son. Uh, I want you to eat it. And he took a bite of it, and he was like, Mmm, that's good. Mmm, <laughs> Daddy, can I dunk all my chicken? No! <laughs> you can't. Go to your room, you know, like, that backfired. I'm sorry. You're not dunking your food. <laughs> but appreciation isn't the natural inclination Uh, For really anybody, I mean, it's not natural. And we're in this Thanksgiving season, right? A season of giving thanks. And you've heard it said, have an attitude of gratitude. I've talked about it, I've said it, I've preached it, and it sounds really good because it rhymes. Have an attitude of gratitude. But I think it's maybe a little bit off because uh, an attitude doesn't always translate into a behavior. It doesn't always translate into a behavior. For instance, I would like to say I have an attitude of a fighter, Like, I fight for what I believe in. And it's a good thing I believe in God because if I was on the world side, like, I would be all in on the world. But I'm all in for Jesus. And so, like, I fight for what I believe in. And you put things in front of me. I have goals or ideas or whatever. I'm like, I'm going to knock that out. I don't know what it's going to take to get it done. I don't know what's going to happen for us to get there. But that is what I'm wanting. I'm going after that with all. Like, I kind of have the attitude of a fighter. But if you put gloves on me and you put me in the ring with a real fighter, I don't have the behaviors of a fighter. <laughs> I'm going to get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, uh-uh, I don't want to be around anywhere where my face could get injured. <laughs> no thank you. You know, because I haven't put in the practice. I haven't put in the practice. I think gratitude is the same way. Gratitude without practice is a lot like faith without works. It's dead. It's dead. Show gratitude. Show gratitude. And some of us, you're in here and you're thinking, well, I don't have to show it because they know my heart. They know my heart. And uh, they may know your heart, but that shouldn't stop you from expressing your gratitude. Uh, I remember um, when I was a new youth pastor in Oklahoma City. And I finally got to sit down with the, the lead pastor, and it wasn't for a good reason. It was because I dropped the ball on a project that I was supposed to oversee, and I did something I shouldn't have, and it kind of made a little bit of a mess. And I sat down with him, and I was apologizing. Listen, I'm so sorry. I, this won't happen again. I completely made a mistake. Uh, I would never intentionally let this happen. You know, I'm just saying all the things, like, oh, man, I hope you know my heart, that I'm, uh, you know, I'm just, ah, oh, I hate that this happened. And uh, I'll never forget what he said. He said, yeah, you know what? I feel like I do know your heart, and I love your heart. But he said, but R.J., the only thing I can judge is the, is the fruit that you produce. The only thing I can judge is what I can see, it is, is your fruit. And so here he's, uh, I'll just never forget this, this lesson where he's saying, um, you know, don't just let me, don't, don't just get by with saying, yeah, you know my heart or you have a good heart, but let your fruit show. Show it, show it. All I can evaluate is your fruit. And really, the truth is, I don't know your heart. I'm not a cardiologist. You know, they can look at the heart, but I can't. The Bible says this the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It says, let it say it. Say it. Uh, what Moses is teaching and he's telling the Israelites is when God blesses you, say the blessing. If God blesses you, say it. When you're grateful for something, say it. Somebody in the house, if you like my preaching, Say so. Oh, yeah. I, come on, I set you all up for that one. I, I needed a little something right there. Uh, you like your spouse's cooking? Say so. You're proud of your kids? Say so. Man, you love your boss? Say so. You know, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say it. And what Moses is teaching the Israelites is, listen, God is blessing you. He's giving you all this stuff. Say so. Don't forget about him. Talk to him. Thank him for the blessings and it's the most basic part of gratitude. Listen, it's like, uh, it's like at Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving has a kiddie table and an adult table, right? There's always the kids' table. Like kids, you're over there at this little table, the card table. Okay, you can sit there, and uh, someday when you become an adult, you can sit at the banquet table with all the real adults. You know, it's like Moses here is at the kiddie table, sitting them down like, hey, listen, guys, uh, when God blesses us, thank him for the food. Let's thank him for the land. Let's thank him for our homes. Like he's just really sitting them down, like the basics of gratitude. And uh, that's okay because we all got to start here. And it's a good place to start. Uh, In fact, one of the best things that I remember about growing up was every time before we would eat a meal, whether we were at the house, out to eat, we would always say a blessing, right? Many of you do the same thing. And our blessing in our home was very simple, but it would always go like this. Dear Jesus, thank you for this food. Bless it to our bodies. Amen. That simple. And we've added, we do the same prayer even still now, but we've added one phrase. Jesus, thank you for this food. Blessed to our bodies. We love you. Amen. My two-year-old prays it before every meal as well. And when we don't, he, you know, he calls us out on it. Daddy, you didn't pray. You didn't pray, Daddy. Let's. Pray. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, son. Let's pray. You know, and I'll never forget when, uh, you know, we were growing up and, me and my brother, we both started eating one time before the meal was blessed. And you know as a Christian, you do not eat pre-blessed food. You know what I'm saying? You eat before the blessing, you're going to be the one saying the blessing. And so my dad looks at us, okay, oh, guys, I see you. I see you guys eating over there. So RJ or Chris, you're going to pray. And after he's done, RJ, you're going to say a prayer too. We're like, okay, yeah, we got this. Let's, let's do it. And so we close our eyes to pray. And like just like we were reading each other's thoughts, Chris just said, dear Jesus, thank you for this food. And I said, blessed are our bodies, Amen. And we were done. We started eating. And my dad's like, that was hilarious. And I'll let you get away with it this one time, (laughs) you know. But it was just so ingrained in us that we we, we were going to bless and thank God for our food. And I'm thankful that we grow up doing that. And this is exactly what Moses is saying. Listen, you've eaten after you get the blessing. It's a kiddie table of Christianity. After you get the blessing, thank God for the blessing. Praise God the Lord uh, for the food. Praise him for the Land. Praise him for the home that you've received. So here's the kitty table. Uh, the first kind of level of gratitude is this for the. For the. Thank you for the whatever. It's a great level though. There's a lot to be thankful for, isn't there? God, I thank you for the clothes on my back. I thank you for the friends that I have. I thank you for my wife that you've given me. I thank you for the running water in my house. And not just the running water, I thank you for the hot water on demand. You know what I'm saying? I thank you for the hot room, the heat and the air conditioning in the summertime. Lord, I thank you for the prayers that you've answered. I thank you for the freedom to come to a place like this and worship you. Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for for your provision. I thank you for the ways that you've helped me, Lord. I thank you for the finances to pay my bills. Thank you, Lord. There's a lot to thank God for. Thank you for the This is what Moses is teaching the Israelites. Almost like the kiddie table. And uh it's funny. Um one thing I've noticed is that God is so gracious, isn't he? He's a gracious God. He's a forgiving God. In fact, he's way more gracious than your utility company. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you forget to thank the utility company one month, they're going to send you a friendly little reminder to uh, give you an opportunity to thank them for the service they provide. (laughs) You know, and uh, if you don't, if you don't thank them, if you don't, then uh, the power will get cut, right? You, You lose your power. You don't have access to the power. And most of the time, there's two little words at the top of that bill that comes, and it says this, past due, past due. I wonder if some of us in here... Our praise and our gratitude is past due. And we're missing out on some of the power that God has in store for our lives. I wonder if it's past due and God is saying, listen, don't forget about me. Listen, thank God for the electricity. Thank God for the bills that you can afford to pay. Like, thank God for the, praise him for the things he's done. Hebrews 12, 28, since we're receiving a kingdom that's unshakable, let us be thankful. I love how the NASB says it there. It says, let us show gratitude and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and in awe. So that's the kiddie table of gratitude. It's the beginning. Um, But there's another level for you. Because then this guy named David comes along. And, right, he's the man. Like, he defeated Goliath, the giant. And then he, he comes along and he says, you know what, guys, it's about time we move from the kiddie table to the adult table. Uh, let's take this up, an, uh, up a notch. And uh, do you, anybody else remember moving from the kiddie table to the adult table, making that move? Like, that's a big deal in a person's life. That's like a coming of age story. I didn't get to move from the kiddie table until I was in college. I was like a half grown little man. You know what I mean? I, I, got, I was shaving once every six weeks. Like, it was a big deal. I finally got to move up the, the adult table. and I'm like, wow. This is what it's like. Whoa, it was awesome. David's come along saying the same thing. Guys, hey, that's all good. But I think there's another level that we have over here. And he shares in Psalm 23. Love this psalm. One of the primest cuts of scripture you're going to find anywhere. I would encourage you to memorize Psalm 23. And he says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So here it is. Here it is. Here's the next verse. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And so I'm just going to stop right there. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I'm in the valley, God, I, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to praise you because you are with me. Lord, I know you're there. I know you're with me. And can I tell you, it's not mature gratitude to thank God for what he's done. It's just not. That's being polite. That's having manners. When someone hands your two-year-old a gift, you look at your two-year-old and you tell them, hey, what do you say? Thank you, <laughs> you know. Like that's, that's the level of gratitude Moses was talking. And now David's like, guys, come on, we can step this up a little bit. So Moses comes and teaches us to thank God for the, and David comes along and says, teach God, even, or thank God even though. Even though. Thank God, number two, even though. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You are with me. Thank God in the even though, in those valleys. And this is the kind of gratitude that can have all kind of trials and heartache breaking loose over your life and still say like the song says, it is well, it is well with my soul. You guys know the old song, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is, it is. With my soul. There's my singing for you all today. So, uh. But there's so much truth in those words. Lord, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, whatever I'm going through, whatever my circumstance, whatever my situation, teach me to say, it is well. Lord, I lost someone. It is well. Lord, my heart is broken. It is well. I'm feeling pain and I'm stressed out and I feel defeated. It is well. I got a bad diagnosis. It is well. At the kids' table, you learn to thank God for what you can see, but at the adult table, you're learning to thank God what you can't see with what you can't see yet. Lord, I'm I'm in the valley, but even though I'm in the valley, you're with me. Lord, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Lord, thank you. I praise you. It's a wonderful prayer of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. Not only are we going to thank Him for the food. See, over here, we not only thank him for the food, not only thank him for the finances, not only thank him for the fiancé, but thank him even though I'm still single. (laughs) Thank him even though I'm broke and don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Thank him even though my health is fading. Even though, thank him in the even though. That's the next level of gratitude that, that God has for us. Even though I lost my job. Even though my marriage is falling apart. God, I will thank you and praise you. So the choice is ours. We can thank God only, for the, only when we recognize his gifts, or we can thank God in the even though, in the even though. <laughs> in the even though. See, in the even though, it's not just thanking him for his provision. It's thanking him for his presence. Lord, even though I'm in this valley, I have nothing to fear because you're with me. Lord, thank you for being with me. Even though. Come on, say it with me. Say even though. Thank God in the even though. And today, ah, God has challenged us to start eating some green beans. Start getting off of the kitty table a little bit. Listen, the jello is good over here, but over here they got some cranberry sauce. You know what I mean? Like it's the adult table. Uh, it's time to move from cheese pizza to supreme pizza. Come on. Anybody remember when their adult taste buds came in? I grew up on cheese pizza, high school pepperoni pizza, uh, college pepperoni pizza, and then all of a sudden, I become like an adult, and my adult taste buds come in. It's weird. I don't like peppers. I don't like mushrooms. I don't like olives, blah, onions, You. but you put them on a pizza, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's good. You know, it's like, whoa, where did this come from? Don't give me no cheese pizza anymore. I don't want that cheese pizza. I had that at the kids' table. There was another level of pizza waiting for me that I didn't realize. And, man, my adult taste buds came in and my life was, my eyes were opened. You know what I mean? I still have another level of adult taste buds to go, and that is the coffee level. <laughs> Some of you are at coffee level. Who likes the black, just coffee, straight coffee? That is a whole other level of adult taste buds right there. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that level. But, uh, but, but this is what uh, David is saying. He's like, listen, this isn't easy Matt Gratitude. This is a slow, grilled gratitude and that even though, even though, Lord, I'm in the valley, I'm going to praise you and I'm going to thank you. Um, I've shared a little bit about our story with our daughter who's now about four months. But when she was about two and a half months old, she had open heart surgery on some holes that she had in her heart. And uh, a part of that story that I've not shared with many people, uh, really anybody uh, outside of our family, is... um, I'll never forget the moment when we're on our trip from Hastings to Omaha to go to Children's Hospital, knowing that our daughter is going to have open heart surgery the next day, knowing that we're unsure of what's going to happen if it's going to be successful or not. Like, there's just a lot of emotions going on in this moment. And on the road, uh, I just remember there, there was this moment where my wife put on a song, and she just put on this worship song, and she just started worshiping God. And uh, she did. I started worshiping God, and as we both did, we both just started crying. We both are just in the car, just bawling and crying and singing this song out to God. And I'm going to just play a two-minute clip of this song here in just a second because I want you to see the words of this song. This is what what's so, uh, when I thought of praising God in the even though, this was our even though moment. This was the moment that we were able to look and say, God, even though we're going through this, even though we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow to our daughter, even though, uh, Lord, she's about to have open heart surgery, we are going to praise you because you are good. You are good, God, and, and so this is the song that, that we listened to uh, while we and we jammed out to this for a while, and we had tears. I almost had to pull over because I couldn't see the road, you know. But uh, this was our even though moment, and I want to share it with you because some of you are in, in an even though season, and some of you say are are kind of in this moment of uh, trial. You're in the valley you're feeling stressed, you're feeling defeated, you're feeling overwhelmed, overcome, uh, you feel like you're not good enough, not smart enough, not whatever enough. And I want these words to just just bless you. Uh, it's probably not the greatest song that I could have picked for this one, but this was the song that blessed us in our season uh, while we were on that road. And man, I just believe it's a song that can bless you as well. So here it is. Check this out, this two-minute clip. We just jammed out to the song, saying, "God, You are good." Even though we don't know what's going to happen, You are good. Even though we're going through the valley, You are good. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. And you will never gonna let you down. You're going through it, going through the valley. Don't forget he's with you. He's not gonna let, let, let you down. down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. Good, good, oh Lord, you are good. Even in the valley, you are good. See, this is the adult table gratitude right here. This, isn't, this is this moving up from the kitty table. This is to the adult table, but yet there's still one other level of gratitude, because then this guy named Paul comes along and he says. Uh, you know, we, we not only thank God for the things he's given us. We not only thank God even though we're in the valley, even though we're in the trials. He says there's one other level that I, I, I want you to get to. And this is another level uh, that I don't think I've achieved yet. This is the level that I'm working towards. This is the unshakable level. That no matter what happens, no matter what life throws your way, like this is the unshakable level. that's really hard to get to. And I, I want to get there and I'm, I'm working to get there, but I don't know if I'm quite there yet. I don't know if I've seen too many people that are here. Paul comes along. And he writes a letter to a church in Philippi while he's in prison. He's in chains. In fact, he's in a place where people are stirring up trouble for him, and uh, uh, he, they want to get Paul killed. And he's writing about how he's responding to the middle in the middle of this criticism. People are there stirring up trouble. People are there wanting to get him killed. In fact, they're preaching Christ in a way that makes him look bad. That makes him look uh, makes things worse for him. They kind of have their false motives of preaching Christ uh, to let it fall back on Paul in a negative way. And Paul says, I don't only really thank God for the, I don't only really thank God in the even though, but I'm learning to thank God because of the prison food. Verse 18, here's what he says. Verse 17, it talks about everyone stirring up trouble and he's in the chains, he's in jail, prison. And verse 18, it says, but what does it matter? This is the next level. The important thing is that in every way, whether false motives are true, Christ is preached. Because of, say that with me, because of, because of this, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. So the kids table, Moses says, thank God for the, David comes along and says, guys, let's let's do a little bit better. Let's thank God even though. And Paul comes along and says, you know what, guys, let's not only thank God even though, let's thank God because of it. Because of This is the final level. Listen, Paul's in prison. He's in chains. People are out for his life, yet Paul says, I still rejoice. Not necessarily because of the chains, not necessarily because of the prison, not necessarily because of the circumstances, but because of what these chains are producing. Because of what God is producing through it. Because of these chains, your gospel is being preached. Because I'm in prison, people are free to live for you like never before God here. And because of of the, these things, these trials. Lord, you're moving in a way you never would have. This is the same chapter where he says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. He says, if I'm breathing, I'm praising and thanking God. If I'm dead, I'm praising and thanking God in person. So he's saying, God, because of all this, Lord, yeah, they're stirring up trouble. Yeah, I'm in chains, I'm in prison. But because of it all, God, I want to thank you and I'm going to praise you because it brought about a product that gives you glory and honor. That's unshakable gratitude, unshakable. And there's somebody here who went through something that could have caused you to quit, could have caused you to give up, and you're not only praising God in spite of it, but you're praising God because of it. God, thank you because of this cancer. My family now knows you. God, thank you because I lost my job, I never would have quit on my own. I now have something much, much greater. God, thank you because of the people that are talking about me behind my back. Yeah, it hurts. I know it hurts. But because of that, God, I've gone to your word to see what you say about me. And wow, I never would have found that out if if they weren't talking about me. So God, I thank you because of it. I saw a post on someone's Facebook the other day they said, would you rather live a life that's happy and easy all the time or a life that's difficult and the struggle all the time? And she put, I'd rather live a life that's difficult because in my experience, in those difficult seasons are when I've experienced God's presence and provision more than any other time. So I'd rather rely on God in my struggle than relax in happiness. And I thought, you're crazy. No, give me, I want to relax in happiness. You know, I, I want that, that end of it. But that person who wrote that post is probably somebody who's gone through a trial and said, God, I'll not only praise you even though I've gone through this trial, I'm gonna praise you because of this trial. See, I know what your word says in James when it says, consider it pure joy when I face trials of many kinds because it leads to perseverance and that perseverance will lead to growth. So God, I thank you because of this because I know the product of this is growth. So Lord, I thank you because of it. See, you're not thanking God for the trial. You're not thanking God for the trial. He's not thanking God for the chains. He's thanking God for what the trial produces. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because of the surgery my daughter had to go through, because it helped us see your miracles in ways that we never would have seen, helped us experience your provision in a way that we never would have experienced. Thank you, Lord. Because of what? Not because of the pain. Don't praise Him for the pain, but you praise Him for what the pain is producing. It's producing growth. You know, we don't thank Him that you had to go through a divorce, but you can thank Him that because of the divorce, I came to know Christ. Because of the divorce, God, I've had to rely on you in a way I've never relied on you before, and I'm a completely different person. See, that's how God has the ability to turn things around that were meant for evil and turn them to good. See, I've heard people Preachers and people say a lot, thank God for everything. Thank God for all things. And I think that's a little off because Scripture actually says thank God in everything. In fact, the NIV says give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. See, you're not thanking him for everything, but you're thanking him in everything, in every circumstance. God, we don't just thank you, we're not thanking you for the, the pain, but we're praising you because of what the pain is producing in me. God, that's how I'm thanking you. It's like, uh, it's like saying I've been around long enough to be able to trust trust God even in the hard times. It's like my mom. Growing up, my mom was so good in the kitchen I didn't have to question the cook. You know what I mean? I didn't show up when she's cooking up something and she's stirring up something good and I, and I smell it. I'm like, wow, that smells really good. I don't show up and grab a garlic clove and take a bite out of it and be like, wow, that is horrible, Mom. That's disgusting. I don't like that garlic. That is, ugh, you don't, you don't do that. She's like, no, you know what? But if I take this garlic and I mix it in with the, the sauce, I mix it, mix it in with all this other stuff, man, it produces something really good. See, in life, we have some of those bitter seasons in life, those bitter moments, those, those garlic moments of life where by themselves we're looking Man, no, this is not good. This is not good, but God has a way of taking those things that are not good and stirring it and mixing it into our lives and say, I can work all things together for for the good of those who know and love me. So even in those bitter seasons, even those tough moments, those those trials in those valleys, you can learn to thank God because of it. God, because of it. So let us show gratitude. Show gratitude even though, even though show gratitude for the things he's given us, for the the relationships we have, but let's also show gratitude even though we're in the valley. In fact, let's not just show it in the even though, let's try to take that next step that I haven't quite gotten to, but let's learn to thank God because of it. Lord, because of the pain, Lord, it's produced a strength in me that I never knew I have. Lord, because of that heartache moment, Lord, you have a way of turning it and flipping it around. Lord, because of that addiction that I had for years and years, I now have an audience with people who are struggling with the same thing, and now I can lead them to Christ the same way you helped me find you. God has a way of turning it around. So let us show gratitude. Since we're receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us show gratitude gratitude and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to connect with us or if you want more information about North Shore Church, please visit mynsag.com.